This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much our listeners and subscribers. You guys are just too awesome. We are forever in your debt. Last week we asked for a jingle, you know, so that we can start a hafta with a cool jingle because all other podcasts start with a nice musical sting. And uh, we got two composed jingles, one by Aditya Rakheja and one by Anik Datta. We will uh, let all our listeners listen to them and uh, hopefully we can use both for different podcasts. Thank you guys. Also last week we had asked for audio equipment because the week before last, a hafta audio quality was so bad that so many of you complained and we said it's because we have horrible audio equipment. So Jyoti Dube, Rahul Raman, Saud Gasanafer, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and Sriram Murli Dharan have written back and said, hell, we'll help you buy the audio equipment you need. What do you use? So first of all, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we have a guest here with us. Hi, I won't be able to get my voice out. The money you're paying is not enough. Maybe next time somebody <laughs> will. <laughs> this is a good way of raising yes. funds. Okay. Bad quality, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, listeners, that was Hartosh Singh Bal. Uh, any of you who follow Indian uh, uh, journalists know who he is. Uh, he said that his voice would be a little easier coming out if next time you contribute a bit his way too. Right, Arthur? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a model we're trying to crack, you know. Peanut butters and toast. That is what I was offered. <laughs> so, it's a step up from step peanuts, up. peanuts, all right? <laughs> well, the joke there is, when, before we started recording, I asked Hartosh would like some, you know, a sandwich with your coffee. I offered him a peanut butter sandwich, which is better than offering peanuts. Because we don't pay our guests, unlike other channels. But still, Hartosh, you came. Thank you so much. Um, for those of you who don't know Hartosh Balez, uh, he is from Punjab. <laughs> and he is a, a very well-known journalist. And now he's in the caravan. And he used to be often on Times Now, but isn't there these days because... I, I don't know. Ask Times Now. Okay. I, I, we don't agree on Mr. Jaitley. That's a minor matter, of course. Oh. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Jaitley is good at enforcing silence, actually. Okay, and that and Hartosh will not be silenced. I can tell you that. Although I'll come back to this matter once. I, I I'm just curious. What is Hartosh's model? Because he's pretty much you know gone at Congress with a vengeance. So they aren't going to give him Padmashri or any PTI chairmanship or anything of the sort. You've gone at the BJP. You are trashing up. You've gone at NDTV. You've gone at. I mean, I wanted to discuss actually Madhu's interview of this. Uh, Rana you. Rana you okay. Yes, that also, that, that also sure is you important. So now you can also add, he'll also fight with Newsline to the list, but we love him purely for that because he is forever combative. We also have the not so combative but very fast talking Ishan Kukreti, one of our youngest reporters. Hi, Ishan. Hi. You'll have to talk louder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ishan was recently in Mathura. We'd like to get a first hand account of what he found there. We have a managing editor, Deepanjana Pal. Hi, Deepanjana. Uh, we don't have uh, Anand with us. He's on a holiday to Kochi, uh, and much to Hartosh's disappointment. Yes, absolutely, he's run away. Tell him that. Absolutely. Anand, if you're listening, Hartosh said you ran away because you knew he was coming and he'd take you on. And Madhu's not too well today, uh, so she won't be joining us. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Welcome to Hafta. Angrez apna lagan or news laundry apna Hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll be discussing a bunch of stuff. Before I tell you what all we'll be discussing, this podcast is produced by Karthik Nijhavan. Thank you, Karthik. And our sound engineer is Anil. Thank you, Anil. Um, now, before, um, okay, let me just tell you what all we'll be discussing. We'll be discussing Pehlaj Nihalani versus Urta Punjab. 
uh, RBI governor's interview to Barkhadat, which I hope, Hartosh, have you seen it? I would have no, liked please fill me in. I mean, I you don't follow seen? this channel, like, you don't unfortunately. Watch <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, John Barkhadat. In fact, we've got you and Barkhadat in discussion at News Laundry once, which is a very rare event. Then Modi's foreign tour and speech, I hope you saw that, Hartosh. Oh, great speech. He reported things he said only about 500 times before. <laughs> okay. It was the first time anyone ever did it, right? So yeah. According to all the commentary, like no one's ever said any of the things that this he said. This is like we are reporting Republic Day speeches again on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, so because the Pajna and Hartosh are definitely going to go at Modi and his 10 standing ovation and 69, 69 applause moments. That's all. Maybe that's all. I think we're going to be giving him a medal for having achieved the amazing distinction of completing a long haul flight. Okay. It's about time. So I will take it upon my shoulders to defend Modi. What about you, Ishan? I don't know. I have, I have a few things to say about his speech. Like, um, like applause and everything. Oh. So I was looking at the speech and yeah. So are you also going to trash him? Not only trash, but yeah. Okay, yeah, fine. So then, 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 Modi sahab, fikr mat karo. Meri patis inch ki chaati. Aapke chapan inch ki chaati ko. But at least that's a genuine measurement. <laughs> okay. So we'll discuss Modi's foreign tour. Uh, we'd like to discuss Mathura. We have a reporter here, Ishan, who went there. And Ishan, don't say anything libelous, because yeah. otherwise you'll have to ask our subscribers, please pay for us. <laughs> for the court case. <laughs> so, uh, only tell us stuff that you're sure of. Yeah, yeah. Then the Gauraksha Dals on a hunt in UP, I saw a report on that. I was hoping that the panel would have something to say on that. Uh, then any other pieces that you would like to suggest and anything else that you think is newsworthy that our listeners should know about. Uh, and before we get into all that we'll discuss what made news this week, once again, I'd like to thank all our subscribers and all of you who said that you will help us buy the audio equipment. I'll tell you later in the show what kind of equipment it is. And we'll figure out a way, if any more of you want to contribute and get us these mics, we can do way more podcasts, better podcasts, more frequent, and hopefully even be able to pay uh, senior journalists Who like can't Hartosh. can't speak up otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they, Hartosh can do a regular podcast for us. So, Hartosh, what do you want to start with? What do you think is the most newsworthy, noteworthy Look, event? Let's get Modi out of the way. Okay, let's. <laughs> hmm. So, did you hear the speech? Hmm? Did you hear the speech? I read it because hearing is uh, all about uh, exactly what Modi is good at uh, atmospherics, noise, applause. You suddenly see it in cold print and you realize this man has repeated it only 230 times. Delink terror from religion. Mm. My God, he's gone said that 100 times over. As I pointed out, he's doing that in India as well. He's delinking it from evidence as well. His government is <laughs> Hindutva terror doesn't exist. So on and so <laughs> forth. So I mean, in terms of actually, to be serious, if you look at the substance of the speech, right. uh, what is the takeaway when you read it? Nothing at all. So I don't know. Well, I think so it was the witty. noise is that, it was witty. that, that was people in the US Congress clapped. He got a standing ovation. And uh, we've been hearing people clapping at his speeches for the last two years. He's been going around the world. What's the takeaway? We have a neighborhood that's in worse shape than it ever was when Modi started traveling. What is the substantive takeaway from foreign policy in the two years that Modi has been traveling? I'd like to hear one achievement that can be listed. Uh, so applause, great. Substance, Achievements, because yeah, um, your former um, channel of choice where you used to appear, mm. Times Now, uh, had this show where um, Arnab was all but uh, orgasming at the big, big achievement that we are now part of the elite group of 53 countries, is it? 
uh, not the nuclear suppliers group, but the group that can exchange missile technology. Uh, now, I'm not sure how elite uh, group is with so many countries, but is it that big a deal? Has he achieved something? Because if he has, let's, you know, it, it, it must mean, be. Uh, but to be frank, that channel where I used to appear regularly is today basically Doordarshan on steroids. So this is <laughs> <laughs> PR, <laughs> PR delivered with great vehemence. <laughs> okay. okay. So I mean that speaks for itself. Alright, but do you think he he got Well we'll find out what happens at the NSG, no? I mean there's China in the way. So I right. think maybe he needs no, to I go to China as well and get some applause. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I mean I'd be surprised if he, you know, uh, right. get Because China's veto is enough to, it's not a majority. Okay, it has yeah, absolutely. You have the veto pass. So I don't see that happening. But um, this other club that we're a part of, are you familiar? Is that a big deal? I mean, I had never heard that club till time has not told us it's a big deal being part of this missile technology exchange club. Are you aware of it? Well, no, obviously these things matter. These are incremental gains. But I mean in substantive gains from the time the agreement was signed till now, we made very little. And uh, I don't think that Modi can claim much credit in the sense that I, from the Manmohan years, you will say that these are incremental gains on an agreement that has been in the passage for 10-12 years. Uh, really, that's all we can say. Okay. Um, Ishan, what, what were your thoughts? Did you hear the speech first of all? Yeah, yeah I did and I think uh, one of the achievements is that… Did you get up and clap? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> that was left times. to the US Congress. Okay. Yeah, but I think he's the, he's the first Prime Minister to visit, uh, to give a speech in US uh, Congress in 2016. In so 2016. I think <laughs> that, that, is, that is an achievement, yeah. First Indian Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 2016. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, every Prime Minister has addressed the US Congress, so that way it's not a big deal, right? Okay, fine. I don't think anyone would have noticed or gone as orgasmic about it if they had, as they have uh, if it wasn't for these applauses. Because that's actually what we've been told more than anything else. That so many standing ovations, this much clapping. Because they're white people, is that why it matters so much? I'm not sure. But I think it's actually that response more than what he said. But sorry, you were saying something, Ishan. Yeah, even about the applauses. Uh, so the claps are happening when he's saying something good about the US. So it's the land of liberty and everything. That's when they're clapping. Mm -hmm. Standing ovations are happening when he's saying, he's talking about uh, Martin Luther King. Or about how U.S. is the biggest democracy, or things or like Bapu that. Gandhi. Or Bapu Gandhi. But I don't think there, there was a standing ovation on that. But yeah, there was a clap. Yeah. Okay. Or or when he's you know linking India. But did it make you proud? Were no, you not really. Not really. Not really. No? Not really. Okay, fine. I would be prouder when he meets his brother Donald. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today, Hartosh is firing left, right. <laughs> okay, uh, Deepanjana, your views. Uh, yeah, that it was, um, it was all about the applause. Um, I don't know, it just seemed like rhetoric to me and rhetoric that has been repeated in the past and it was, uh, it was amusing to see everyone going on and on about how this is the first time this has happened and it's the first time that we have a Prime Minister who's being so emphatic about this and so emphatic about that. Was, yeah. But I think what Ishan pointed out, I think, is worth noting that essentially the uh, American Senate was standing up for itself and mm. it was clapping for itself, which kind of sounds like the kind of thing that would happen amongst patriotic Americans who are about to vote in Donald Trump. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I'll just tell you what I, I thought of his speech. I thought uh, he's very good at speaking, so like uh, we know that. Hartosh said, so that's, that's so, but that does help. Um, I just found uh, that 
what he did with the i you know uh, the us congress is well known for its bipartisanship you know yeah, that, yeah, that, that. Why he used that wedge in their system to kind of justify his polarizing nature i think that was really cleverly done you know of course not only was it very clever as usual it was factually incorrect <laughs> when is the us congress been so bipartisan you look at major issues it, no, it is totally divided that's what i'm saying he he what he was trying to do was he was trying to justify his own polarizing nature by showing you know he was being sarcastic right that you know that, that you're well known for your bipartisan everyone laughed haha because obama says something you know the senate rejects it outright so it's just so i think what he was trying to do was justify his own polarizing nature by saying you guys also just like that so it's okay i thought that was really cleverly done it was very well played uh the one thing that i thought was so um ironic was that when he said our countries have same values of freedom of speech and expression and just after that niche ticker pe aa raha tha urta punjab urta punjab debate following in 48 seconds in 49 main kya haath doge yaar sir in 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 deference to the prime minister not to make it sound so hypocritical ye kam se kam ticker to hata dete so i thought that was uh, not 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 good but uh, the one thing where i think the pettiness uh, he displays each time and that i wish if he could get over i think he could become a bigger man is that he named vajpai two or three times that 15 years ago vajpai came and said this he said this and then he's boasting about indian democracy at a time when the world had world had wagers that india will not survive you know because the indo hindu muslim riots and stuff let's face it nehru may be an ass for a lot of other reasons but other nehru no one could have kept the country together there a man like you know golwalkar interest the first part of your statement as well about nehru being an ass for several reasons it depends on what reasons you are yeah, saying yeah i agree sure. fine but but on this I don't think not even Patel no one could have kept a country like India and anyone who studied Indian history will know the challenge of keeping India together time was bigger than any challenge any prime minister has faced that's why when you know people say that who is the best prime minister it depends on what are the tasks i think he had the most difficult tasks and for modi to not even talk about him or hmm. you know either don't mention anyone but don't say i will mention so and so i will mention so so and in every speech he gives overseas ki bhai we were so ashamed of being indian until i came around we were so ashamed of being this till i came around so that pettiness of his will not leave him so i think for that reason no matter what he does he will remain a slightly small man you and, and i mean as far as nehru is concerned look i mean whether modi refers to him or not he doesn't either diminish or increase nehru's stature it only tells on modi actually mm. and i mean so you can see that yeah obviously there will be listeners from the right who listen to all this and say this is a problem etc but even you making a defense of modi the best you can come up with is that you know he sounded <laughs> a no, little is, rousing basically it is a witty speech i sure, thought uh, uh, i i mean i thought he uh, he definitely energizes indians which is a good thing maybe we do need to be energized a little he, bit he needs to be doing the roast stuff and all and <laughs> leave us alone from governance etc <laughs> if if he's witty if that is what he can do best i mean yeah no i'm not saying that's what he can do best okay another thing that i think um is a is a takeaway is that at least he does appear unless you know that the media is getting it all wrong uh, there wasn't any kind of uh, 
negative aspect of this. You know, there, there were no bloopers that, you know, when SM Krishna used to go, some fub up used to happen. Maybe he... Re yeah, right. the, Congress is also, the Congress is well aware of what the occasion is. Nobody is going to stand up. But on the same day that Modi speaks there, there was a hearing in the Congress which is now reported on the inside pages. You can take the Express on the freedom of expression and right. religious debate where congressmen stood up and talked about the Indian record. It, the, even, yes, so even the people who were standing there and was sitting there and listening to him were very well aware of what has been going on in this country. But there is a certain occasion, a Prime Minister is visiting, addressing Congress. That, that is not where you are going to get these exchanges. But the very fact that on the same day you choose to raise the same debate is very telling in itself. And it's not a message that's not that's been covered in the inside pages, but it's telling that you should have it on the same day, within hours of the speech, and have a discussion for, where this is clearly stated. For our listeners who can't quite get the context, because I think uh, Hartosh assumed uh, you'd all know what Hartosh is referring to is the same day that Modi appeared, this issue of the freedom of speech in India being stifled was taken up by some U.S. congressman in the U.S. Of there course, was a full discussion. There was a discussion on this, not to his face, but uh, that is telling. So that is so they weren't exactly falling. All over us, like we'd have believed. And the one thing that bothers me, and here I think uh, Modi's uh, body language and uh, this guy's Manmohan Singh's is very similar, is their body languages, they are so keen to please the white man. Mm. And I find that really cringe inducing. Even Manmohan had that. In fact, Manmohan had that to the extent where Bush was kind of, you know, like a robot, little, like. But this around. is the thing, I don't think we would care as much about this same speech being delivered at the South African parliament yeah, and I'm thinking a white Af African country. Yeah, but that that's country. because their green light doesn't mean we get admission to the NSG but neither does it's US's. Not, see the thing is that it isn't, I don't think the response is calibrated on the basis of these actual returns. It's a pure hangover, colonial hangover that we deal with. Um, and. Uh, coming back to the speech itself, uh, you know, he had his to-do list in it. I just uh, opened it up and it's, uh, it includes a vibrant rural economy with a robust farm sector, a roof over each head and electricity to all households, scale millions of youth, 100 smart cities, broadband for million and create a 21st century railroad and port infrastructure. Broadband, we all know how well that's going for yeah. us in this country. Um, farm sector. Look at where we are right now in terms of our agricultural uh, sector. To go abroad and to say that these are this is on my to-do list is, to me, it's outstandingly insensitive to what's going on here because he makes it seem as though these things are happening. It's all I've got it's all not of this an sorted. Crisis. Yeah. yeah. But we've got like crises after crises, almost all the things that he's talking about are stuff that are actually crisis-ridden sectors in the country. Right. Education, infrastructure, agriculture. Well, education, Smriti, I didn't take care of. No, I'll just correct that because I want to check that. It was the day before he addressed it okay. and there was a, uh, the Human Rights Commission of the US Congress held a hearing on various incidents of discrimination against various religious minorities in India. So it was, as he's arriving there, this, this, was, was, discussed. this was discussed. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think it's telling. That's, that's true. Um, okay, uh, um, I'll, before I move on to the next subject, I just quickly want to read out one letter from um, one of our subscribers. Well, this is a listener who uh, goes by the name Akshay Shet. Uh, Akshay says that uh, I want to start by saying I'm a big fan of Hafta and News Laundry. I've been following News Laundry since 2014. Turned subscriber last year. Yay! Thank you. You subscribers keep us afloat. Uh, and I hope uh, you spread the word among your friends and families. Uh, friends and family. 
and uh, he's written many things uh, like he wants to know when Ranga uncle will resume his nature. In fact, we're going to have that regular way. He's getting us set ready. He says, I know I may not, I may be in a minority, but I really like Abhinandan's jokes. Thank you. Thank you, Akshay. You're the only I'm one. <laughs> this I is why your letter comments. is being read. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick this mail. It was sent to me. But uh, thank you. Thank you for that feedback. And uh, uh, you said that you highly recommend watching Ravish. He says, why do we only watch the ones that are so terrible? Um, you can read the entire content of Akshay's email to us, to the Hafta team uh, online. Um, now, let's let's move on to the next subject. What do you want to go with um, Hartosh? There's Mathura and there's other stuff. There's the Gauraksha, there's Pahalaj Nihalani and Uttar Pajab. I just take two minutes because we were talking about mainstream media, what it is covering, how it is covering it. Right. And we mentioned Mr. Jaitley in the beginning. And that is why I find curious that if it's been about 10 or 12 days since the launch of Rana Ayub's book, this discussion yes. in public, how little of it has found traction in the mainstream media right. and how some of the criticism to me is so misdirected. For example, the discussion here on News Laundry was all about whether it was, uh, the narrative was sound, whether it was racy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess the interview with, with Madhu, with yeah. and I'm sure if uh, the raciness was an issue that Sydney Sheldon can do a better job, but the content of the book was what really counted. Right. You know? and, I think very little of that was discussed in much of the interview as far as I could say. The other criticism that has come up is a commentary from, there's also a huge bandwagon of Congress allied justice seekers in Gujarat who overstated the case and made a lot of things who want to, uh, they've both yes. been quoting Tarun and Shoma saying that uh, this was not editorially sound. Right. So I can only stand aside from the outside and ask one simple question. If it was not editorially sound. A journalist has been there for eight months. Why didn't they just call her back? Why, why don't you fill in the gaps? Even more interestingly, if something is not editorially substantiated, the moment the journalist has reached Modi, and this has never happened before, she's reached Modi, this is her first preliminary interview with Modi. Right. And within a day of that, you call the reporter back. Won't you want to know maybe? Let's have two, three meetings with Modi and find out Where what will Modi will say. I mean, what kind of editorial decision can that amount to that as soon as you have access to the man who matters most, you call the reporter, call back. The reporter back and kill the sting. So and this happened immediately the, the day after the she reached sooner, Modi. Just yeah. soon after that when the string. This speaks for itself. So all the wrong questions are being asked to Shoman Tarun. They are being quoted, they are being used by people who are also on one side of this debate. Hmm. People who have difficulties with the fact that Sanjeev Bhavut is not necessarily one of the most reliable people in Gujarat, etc. And that is comes out in the sting. That is why the sting is so valuable because it is not plain to either party's claim. It is the truth as the officers so, are speaking. So it. it doesn't even, uh, so to speak, you know, paint Sanjeev Bhatt in a very good light. In a glorious, heroic light, etc. There are questions there. And why would anybody be doing this? So there is a lot of internal consistency between different officers speaking. There is consistency with the evidence that is outside. In that sense, it contributes greatly to the public debate and the questions surrounding Modi and Amit Shah. And I think that is the important point, not whether it is racy, right. racy or it is a Sydney Sheldon thriller. I, 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 I agree with you. I've, I've having read uh, you know most of it I, I just have a few pages left I think the contents of that book are uh, mind-numbing just the level of officers that she's reached and which is why I thought um, 
if her claim is true that Ashish Khetan said that this is just drawing room talk that you've got, um, I am very surprised because I would think Ashish would have a better understanding of journalism considering he did a sting himself with you know, Babu Bajrangi. Now the kind of people who we have making the claims in Rana's book are way higher in credibility than Babu Bajrangi. And if they have said the kind of things that Rana says they have said, I think it, the contents are huge. And it could be a bestseller in any other country where the big media and industry isn't so scared of going out of business that they will fall at the feet of Modi or in fear of him. Uh, so yes, I agree with you on that. Um, so one need not go into you know how it's written and all. But although I don't think there's any harm in asking that. No, sure, but I mean, I, to me, that is not the central That's question. I agree with you on that. One question I had, and I asked Rana this, and um, what I understood is that it would become a legal issue. Because I asked her for the tapes. I said, you know, if you have that, we'd, we'll play them. You know, we don't give a shit because we depend on the subscriber. Neither do we get full page, page ads from Modi, nor from AAP, <laughs> nor from Reliance, nor from Tata's. So if the subscriber gives to us, you know, we are happy to run these tapes. Uh, what I understood was that they're technically the Hellcast property. So they can actually come after her with a case of stealing uh, their property. Is that right? Is that why they can't come in? The I, I, why, this why won't this she is a question that can be addressed to Rana. My understanding will be there will be two issues. One is, of course, technically they are Tehelkas who never ran it. They will have uh, a case the, to go after her. To her. The second is that, you know, when an institution does a sting and puts up the tapes like Caravan did with the C1, hmm. the person who's done the sting has the institutional backing in terms of anybody legally going after us. Hmm. Now, if Rana puts up the tapes tomorrow, she's funded the book, she will also be funding the legal battle. There is no institutional support. Your playing the sting will only make you a party to it. Nobody is guaranteeing her legal fees. Because you'll probably put the disclaimer that Newsby doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't vouch for the authenticity of the contents which always. <laughs> so, the question then becomes, the safest thing to do is for, and the most sensible in any country with any respect for legality and justice, let the investigating agencies ask for the tips. They haven't asked. Yeah. They haven't asked. With Caravan, they still haven't asked for the Asiman and the recordings two years after. They are going around dismantling the Maligao cases and those tapes have still not been asked for. We have offered, we have said, please, these are available with us, take it. Do something with this. And yes. these are not extrajudicial, uh, these are not confessions extorted. This is somebody talking knowingly to a journalist over a period of seven months and uh, on record stating all the things he has stated. Listeners, uh, the context of what Hathosh is saying is a sting that they did uh, in the year. Oh. This was two years back. It, it extended for a year. So, so this... Yeah. On Asima Nand, it, there was a cover story also. If I yeah, it correctly. was a cover story. And uh, It wasn't a sting. It was a recording. There was no sting. He knew he was... Being, he this was is being a taped interview. There is no question of a sting. Okay, he was sitting case. here and talking to a reporter with the, the recorder on, knowing that he's giving an interview. <clears throat> yeah, so it... And, and he... Um, Claimed that he had travelled from Bengal to somewhere to He claimed that what he did in terms of what Hindutva is, terror. What is Simanand? What, what uh, was one of the main accused in the Hindutva terror cases in the Samjhota blocks, etc. He was in custody. He's given the same confession in 164 PR, CRPC, <coughs> that is before a magistrate. What he said is what he did. He had a discussion in 2004 or 5, the exact dates are there, where Bhagwat 
Mohan Bhagwat RSS chief and Indresh Kumar senior RSS member discussed this and gave him an okay saying that well institutionally we can can't back you we are with you in any other way Indresh will provide whatever material support is necessary this is this man is saying this on record and about for for what operation for Hindutva terror for the operations that were later mounted so, and and it and the SID hasn't asked you for the tapes nothing nothing so I mean the point is that there is a deliberate distortion of the system you know that is what is happening and this is what the evidence is. And if people are so worried about the tapes, they should say here you have uh, institutional hierarchy in this country. Let the CBI take the tapes, find out what is the problem with the tapes. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The only thing uh, I completely agree. The only thing um, that I felt good about once Gujarat Files came out was to see that the Hindu Business Standard and Mint carry book reviews of it. They're the only people who have regular book reviews. Also, I think. I mean, very few book pages. Uh, stay, but it was nice to see that the newspaper, the good old-fashioned newspaper, still backs good reporting in that sense because it didn't show up in any of the television channels. It didn't even show up on the website versions of, you know, Times of India and things like that. But the the old guard that you kind of could trust to give you different points of view, they still did that. Okay. And that, as that was it, a good as thing. some digital outfits like digital, Caravan, of but course, see, digital did. outfits are digital outfits do do this, right? We uh, we're constantly coming up across coming across rather not coming up, but coming across websites that will alert you to things that you didn't know were happening. Right. They're looking for that kind of information. Uh, immediate reference that comes to mind are the photographs that came out. Uh, earlier this week of the violence outside Manipur Bhavan. Right. Um, in fact, we've done a story. We have on done it. a story on that. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that happened in Delhi and it exactly. didn't make it to any. It happened channel. in Chanakyapuri, yeah. not far out or anything. Uh, and the thing was that if you looked at the ANI feeds and whatever was on social media, it looked like a couple of, uh, you know, police vans might have been hit, that sort of thing. It didn't look anywhere close to as brutal as what the protesters had gone through. And when uh, Kaushik, who's written the story for us, when Kaushik went to the SHO, when he started talking to some people who had um, friends who were at the protest, when he spoke to Manipur Bhavan, he found different versions of what had caused the violence to come up. And we would not have found out that there are all of these problems. I had it not been for a one Facebook post, which got picked up by a little website that frankly I hadn't even come across before but I was looking for the random things and I spotted it so from the website community I expect them to support an indie effort like Rana's. Yeah, I think in television you know uh, the model and this is why I you know keep repeating I don't think people are good or bad or evil or compromised the model is compromised you cannot sustain the carriage fees that you have to pay satellite and broadcasters uh, the kind of equipment you need, the size, you know, 50 foot by 80 foot studios that they work in, the real estate. <coughs> you can't sustain that model unless you're compromised. Right. So, log achhe ya bure nahi hote. Halat achhe ya bure. Oh ho. Or model achhe ya bure hote. So, mujhe lagta hai, the TV model is a fucked up model. So, it has to go or evolve. Um, anyway, so that's that's my view. But but no, don't grow too big. That's all. It doesn't <laughs> matter what media you yeah, are in. Because that that's what wiped out the dinosaurs as well. Okay, quickly before we come to Ishan and we'd like to know his experiences in Mathura, I'll just have one uh, quick letter, which is from Abhijit Patwa. I'm a fifth year undergraduate student at Iowa State University studying mechanical engineering and political science. 
I've been an avid listener of the Hafta and find the conversations stimulating. While I don't have comments on any single news story discussed this week, I have a few comments on what was talked about. So he's spoken. This is one thing that actually uh, a student has said. One thing I, I quote: One of the things that surprised me most from this past week's Hafta was Miss Trehan's admission that she admires Arnab Goswami because he has introduced a new air quotes genre of reporting to Indian journalism. While I realize that a, as a 20-something-year-old with no background in journalism, my opinions are perhaps slightly banal and idealistic. I find Goswami's tradecraft anything but admiration-worthy. Goswami has introduced, or rather, mainstreamed a new genre of reporting. He's gone from news gathering to news making, and that's a dangerous prospect. And then he's gone on to say, Carl Bernstein, the Washington Post reporter that uncovered Watergate, once said, "You know, young Abhijit." बेटा तू इंडिया को बहुत प्राउड करेगा आयोवा स्टेट यूनिवर्सिटी हमारा बच्चा आपके पास है इसका पालन पोषण करना ये हम सबको प्राउड करेगा आई एम सो ब्लोन अवे बाय हिज मेल यू कैन रीड इट ऑनलाइन इट्स सो वेल आर्टिकुलेटेड ही सेड दैट यू नो अलॉट ऑफ टाइम्स आर डिस्कशन ऑन द अमेरिकन प्रेजिडेंशियल इलेक्शन वॉज जस्ट वेरी सुपरफिशियल एंड बनाल एंड द लास्ट वीक ही थॉट वॉज बेटर एंड हीज डन अ वेरी गुड क्रिटिक सो थैंक यू अभिजीत तुम हमारा नाम रोशन करो अमेरिका में मोदी अंकल आपके तुम्हारी पीठ थप थप आएंगे ठीक है बट थैंक्स फॉर योर मेल ब्रो वी विल कीप ऑल दैट यू सेट इन माइंड एंड बिफोर आई रीड द थर्ड मेल आई जस्ट वॉन्ट रिमाइंड आर लिस्नर्स यू कैन मेल आस एट कॉन्टैक्ट एट न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम यू कैन फॉलो ऑस ऑन ट्विटर and on facebook and if you want to join jyoti dubey rahul raman saud gozan of and shriram murlidharan and you want to with them get us better new audio equipment so we can do a lot more podcast the mics we use are sony ecm 77b we have two mixers zoom x6 x6 we use x6 zoom recorders and these sony mics so uh, we'll figure out a way that you can uh, you know get together and buy this stuff for us if any of you want us to make better stuff um please write in to contact at news laundry in the subject line line write gift and uh, we'll get a way to get us all together so we can buy this equipment and uh, we can give you better quality and also i'd like to apologize to our listeners who complained last time that we were eating while while recording the hafta In fact, uh, Hartosh, I'm glad you didn't ask for the sandwich because last week there were people eating that stuff. <laughs> Madhu, yeah, I, I have, I have a, a, a peanut butter sandwich in the afternoon, and Madhu was having a sandwich, and they said we don't listen to Hafta to hear your moist chewing sounds. <laughs> so we're sorry, we were eating. We won't do it in future. I was just eating because I'm diabetic, and if I don't eat every three uh, hours, I go into hypoglycemic shock. But, apki khater. मैं I was blown away that because you know why dad was before he retired from the armed forces his last posting was Mathura and our house was in the Kutuna very close to the river and I have very fond memories of Mathura now I saw the visuals of this like civil war like situation in the middle of Mathura which was this sleepy pissed type town where I couldn't even find like good enough birds to shoot an air gun which you know I wasn't a part of the 
the, the Manika, Manika. No, no, I, I wasn't part of the the guys who are training to kill terrorists with the air gun, um, the Bajrang Dal. But but as a kid, I used to go around squirrel, chameleon, and bird hunting, because there was just so much. Like, I was evil like that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I saw the civil war situation where real guns and guys like firing, and two cops lynched, and then, like, what the fuck? How did that happen? When you went there, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, a death zone? Could you get access? No, so uh, this happened on June 1st, uh, the incident, the police crackdown and everything. Mm. And then they opened it for media and everyone on uh, Monday. Mm. So there was a gap of 2-3 days. So Mela Monday? Mela Monday and that's when you got the visuals and everything out. Before that, there was just speculation what the, what has happened. So even the uh, the information about the main guy, uh, Ram Rikshad, of uh, being killed in police action was also also, it also came out uh, on Saturday evening. Before you tell the full story, just tell our listeners in two lines, what is this organization and this Yadav gentleman, what is his Oh, so uh, this organization is a sort of splinter group of a main ashram there called uh, Jai Gurudev Ashram. Hmm. So the main guy, Ramrish Yadav, was uh, kicked out of the institute of the ashram for being very eccentric and um, violent. And beating people up. And beating people up. And then, you know, he, he sort of uh, created his own uh, cult and that is what the cult that uh, took over Jawar Bagh. And, they were uh, called the Swadhin Bharat yeah. Subhash Sena, Swadhin Bharat Subhash Sena. Uh, which just goes to show that Subhash drives everyone insane, not just Bengalis. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy was obsessed with Subhash Chandra. He, for some reason, thought that Jai Guru Dev was actually Subhash Chandra. Okay. Yeah, and that's why the demand to, you know, um, for the Azad Hind currency. Uh, currency yeah. And he used to go around telling people inside the camp that, you know, soon there'll be a, a prop, a Satyug or whatever. Hmm. And uh, there'll be the currency in my name and everything like that. Hmm. So, that, that, it's very... And they occupy that land for what, two years? 27 months. 27 months. Yeah. And they could not be evicted. And they had no, actually, no, but explosives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the, the middle of town. Yeah, but on but one side is the Tehseel. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's like bang in between uh, Tehsil on one side, cantonment area on the other, and the police station on the other side. Hmm. So it's in between the straight administration. And the thing is that uh, it's wrong to say that they could not be evicted because the right, the right thing would be they nobody actually tried to evict them. So the police and the administration started taking action after the PIL was filed. So you um, suggest in your piece that they had the the the, the government in power few people from that government or that family had them under their wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, that's a general impression around that area? Yeah, everybody knows. So uh, I was there at one stall, uh, a chai stall. So if you, go, if you go there, like, so everybody knows that you're a tourist or you're not from Mathura, so they would not talk about it. But if you listen, then around ATMs or whatever. So I you heard like this, slink around. Yeah, so like you have this people. lateral vision, right? Right. So, nice, uh, good. <laughs> And so, I'm going to say, Bhai sahab, hum Delhi se aaya. Delhi people don't talk like that. They use a lot of people. Kapaan gang machaya hai. Hame Latins jana wapas mangta. Jalni bolne ko mangta, kya hua mangta. That sounds far more natural when you speak like this. Because Anand doesn't hear Hartosh is saying his bhada sahab, Anand, you fucker, when you come back, you watch. I'm being used as a punching bag because you're not here. Huh. Yeah, so uh, at a chai stall, I heard these people saying that Ladai Yadavu ke beech mein hui. Yadavu ne attack kiya because one of the police officers was Yadav. And they had the state backing, but abhi bhi Yadavu ka inam kharaab ho raha So, with this sense that uh, the SP government is involved, the, the, both the organizations, Jagurudev and uh, SBSS, uh, were backed by SP government, is, is a fact out there in the open on Mathura roads. 
So it's it's not a. It's not. It wasn't news to anyone. Yeah, it wasn't news to anyone. Yeah. Uh, but that was um, not really explicitly stated on television channels. Is it because most of the uh, of the television channels are in Noida, <laughs> <laughs> which is UP for our listeners? Uh, what do you make of it, Hartosh? Do you thought uh, this we picked it up kind of late, uh, as in the. Uh, well, I mean, media. everybody picked it up late in the sense, if state intelligence, <laughs> Even they, picked they, late, they picked right. it up. I mean, the whole point is it tells you that there's something wrong with our whole institutional framework, police, intelligence and politics. Obviously, there was political backing. I mean, any sect, any cook in this country who has a gathering is always politically affiliated. And that's true if you go down from Punjab to Tamil Nadu. I mean, it's true. All of them are one party or the other is backing it. And so certainly there would have been political involvement, but to collect this amount of arms, ammunitions, explosives in the center of town, right next to a cantonment with the police sitting next to you, you wonder, I mean, that this is a cookie sect, somebody sitting doing something more serious and you couldn't get away with it for two or three years. Right. It just bothers you. I mean, quite apart from the fact that what Dipanjana said, that I don't know what is it about uh, uh, Subhash Chandra Bose that people think that he is going to live the rest of his life like a Baba. I mean, th it's not the first time this has happened. Gumnami Baba, that whole yeah. crank conspiracy again, this other thing. But so, this I, there is this whole issue of some psychology there that I don't understand. There's this one guy who's a historian who was in the forefront of, you know, getting these files out and um, I keep forgetting his name. He was on NDTV a lot. He was on Times now a lot. Anuj? He's a young, youngish guy who was like, and he was kind of saying that we have to investigate where Subhash Chandra Bose was, was that Baba Subhash Chandra Bose? And I thought, you know, a guy as articulate and at least seemingly well-informed and non-loony like him was also subscribing to these theories on big media channels, not on, you know, some Chudayalka show on India TV. It says a lot about the mainstreaming of this myth or this legend. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, we can't use that criteria to judge the. Sure. I mean, the people vote for the BJP, but that doesn't necessarily <laughs> make them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> I'll just read one last email from a viewer before we move on to the next subject. This is from Praveen Sanap. Hi, News Laundry. I'm a huge fan of News Laundry. I wait for Anil Hafta every week, although I do miss Dhobi Garden cleaners. I love Haftan feel it's very important for young people because it not only brings them up to date with news but also puts it in context. Uh, I agree, uh, Fravin, we young people. Really we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aside from Ishan, I don't think anyone qualifies for young on this table, but okay. But uh, uh, he says, and he says, and before Abhinandan says anything, I want to tell you that I am a subscriber. <laughs> Praveen, you read my mind there. Hartosh, uh, because last week a lot of people wrote in saying, I love News Laundry's Hafta and I listened to it on the drive back home and I would ask, free mein sunte ho ki subscribe bhi karte ho? So I was sub connecting. And you were saying this while you were eating. And I was saying this while I was eating, can you imagine? <laughs> so I'm not eating this time, guys. Subscribe and do uh, chip in with, uh, uh, you know, helping us buy equipment so we can have a Hafta a day of different on different subjects. You can read the rest of, rest of Praveen's mail on our website, uh, but here he has an interesting take. I'd, I'd like to hear your take on this, Hartosh. He says, I agree uh, that news laundry revenue model is better than mainstream media model, but I don't think that it's the best. Just to play devil's advocate here, consider this hypothetical situation. Tomorrow, lakhs of BJP supporters subscribe to NL, and you, in order to maintain their subscription, start being bigots. Although I believe you would do that, but this system has the mentioned flaw, and so does democracy. Now, uh, first of all, I don't think all BJP supporters are bigots, but 
Is this a realistic flaw in a subscription-driven model, Hartosh? Well, the question is, are you afraid to lose subscribers or not? You are getting subscribers because of a certain content they put out. And if they are going to stay to watch that content, what is the problem whether they are BJ supporters? If they are going to pull that out, well, they were not subscribers to begin with. You know, the question is you have to stay with the content you have and that's what is important. What I would worry is, I mean, other ideas that you had proposed earlier, whether there should be crowdsourcing for particular stories, etc. Yeah. Now, that is something that I remain a little wary of because I, there are a lot of important stories that are not necessarily crowd pleasers. Right. How do we fund those? That is the more important question, you know. Right. So, what we need is a pool of money coming to us which leaves us free as editors to make editorial decisions. I don't think that decision-making process... I agree. Can you have can, a combination of the two? Is the it? combination is something that can work. I agree with that, but it can't be entirely... Yeah, you can't be led by the... I agree with you. There's, there has to be an editorial filter. But interesting point you raised, Praveen. Uh, but in case uh, we become a purely BJP, uh, you know, uh, supporting platform, we'll just get Hartosh <laughs> and scare the BJP. No, then you won't get me, I guess, is what will <laughs> <laughs> No, Hartosh, we will always get you because we value journalism and independent voices like yours. Uh, as long as it... <laughs> as long as it comes free, by the way. As long as it comes <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just but, pointing that out. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, I mean... But hey, we offered you a peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> right? Peanut butter sandwich. So, uh, okay, now let's go with just this one story that I saw. And after this, I would like to discuss Urta Punjab and anything else that Hurtosh you think is worth. By the way, a lot of our listeners are not from India. So, they get their weekly dose of what's happening in India. So, if you think they should know anything, you must speak. I'll come prepared the next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just anything that you think sure. was big news. Um, I saw this story um, on these Gauraksha kind of, you know, tollies in Muzaffarnagar stopping uh, uh, trucks at random, checking trucks and, you know, asking some guy who's an obvious Muslim who's driving it, why and that. Now, I was just thinking that, say five guys get together on a day, there cameras, hai, police wale hai, you just pull someone down, kya kar rahe ho, kyun kar rahe ho, dikhao, license dikhao. Can we have a subscription model like this? We just stand on the, <laughs> on the highway and say, haa, kaan jare ho, pehle haa, zara, haa, zara, haa, haa, kya hai, gaadi mein, achati ke chabe. Now, how the fuck does this happen? I, you can see, Sangh Parivar has various openings, you can start another sansthaya. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there is no problem, we can call it Akhil Bharatiya Media Foundation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can wave traffic down if, as long as we wear the right clothes, etc. But this is not just one state, this is far more serious. You go to uh, Haryana, you go to Rajasthan, you go all parts, this is now a systemic organized uh, uh, with state backing, especially in Rajasthan and Haryana. There are Golaks lying at every dhaba where you're supposed to put money in. Those guys are collecting funds from there. Hmm. People are afraid to refuse actually putting funds in. There are night patrols going all over Gurgaon and in Haryana. There was traffic stopped when an SHO tried to intervene. I think this was in Rajasthan or Haryana, I'm not hmm. sure which state. The SHO was posted out because he dared to actually Stop, stop Stop them from doing their work. groups just doing, just what doing they whatever they wanted in terms See. of the traffic. So the, the, the Gaur and in Haryana, the people who were being, who were associated with this were also people who were running Gaushala. So there was this whole financial angle to hmm. making money out of this. So this is actually just I gone it's wild. It's a bigger, so, larger story that has to be looked at. So I'm also, I'm quite curious, who are these people? 
Like, are they are they people from uh, existing groups like the Bajrangdal or the you know RSS, or are they? Is this a new splinter group that's developing? See, what happens is. My guess is whatever I've seen of how these Sangh organizations or even Congress-affiliated organizations grow, it's a simple fact that when you have power and you have a cause which power supports, then you will have a core of believers like the Bajrang Dalis and there will be local interests who can make money of them, can extort, can build around. So you mm -hmm. gather this elements of sort of semi-criminal elements and a core of believers and you are actually just building up the strength which works politically for the party and it works for these hoodlums who are sort of your arm in terms of doing any dirty and work you need. And you feel empowered that you're part of a gang, gang. and you know, you are exactly. not empowered, you walk around with swagger. Arunap had done a story on this before he moved on to Mint because we didn't have enough subscribers to keep him and keep paying him but hopefully we will now, right? Subscribers, listeners. Click on I pay to keep for him in Mint. We're not paying for him in Mint. Anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> not anymore. No, he's there now. But the point is that um, he said that a lot of these guys at night they go around and they're just excited kids. So they'll see some light. Someone's gone to take a dump even. Oh, they go and they'll go charging and then you know like when we were in school, we said let's go ghost hunting. And because there was that you know there's this mentality you were in an excited heightened state of excitement and you see anything you think it's a ghost and you go running just because you're having fun. And that's what it had turned into. But I think it's really scary and I'm, I'm shocked that a camera can catch this and they don't even bother covering their face or anything. It's just... just childhood. Chameleons during the day, ghosts at night. <laughs> <laughs> what, what <are> you <laughs> now you know I'm like this. Uh, Ishan, is there anything you want to share with us from the week that you thought was worthy of comment uh, in big media? Mm, I think there was an incident uh, today, uh, yesterday actually, where this... Uh, Congress members, uh, Captain Amrinder was doing a protest rally mm. and a Congress MLA slapped a Congress Seva worker and it was all over media, it was, the video went viral. We have a shot yeah, on yeah, that we have a for shot those interested. So, the, a Congress dude slapped a Congress Co dude. Yeah, so yeah. he was a Congress Seva Samiti's head. Yeah, okay. some Ayes Gulati guy. I see. Why so, did he do that? Yeah, so, uh, they were trying, there was a spot uh, um, Isolated just for uh, I think Captain Amrinder. Oh, and then he was he trying took to captain's place. Yeah, so I it just so, so they said who made you captain? Yeah, I mean, and at a time where people are leaving Congress for no reason at all, and now they're <laughs> down for good reason, not for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for good reason, and now you have you're giving them even more reasons to leave your party. Because can the Congress be saved? Can I like it? how I'm being asked this. Uh, no, how, where, it's by done. whom? Finished. <laughs> It's, I mean, they're fixated with going downhill from the look of things. How do you save them? I, I hope not. I, mean, I seriously believe that. You want a decent alternative to these goons in power. It is not going to come from the Congress. It so has to be. As much as you love AAP, but. I. Oh, Lord. AAP. You had to come back to AAP. And your favorite government in Delhi. We did not mention all those journalists who have been put onto governing councils of various colleges by we, the AAP. We had a discussion on this last week. In fact, it would, be, it would be good to get... You should have been there last week. We had an interesting... Because it was Manisha and Anand versus me. <laughs> they were... Well, I agreed with half those. Anyway, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, we'll come to that next before we do the Urta Punjab. Sure. I want to, uh, tell me about this. Uh, can, can the Congress, you think... You hope not, but there's, you don't see it surviving either. Look, there is nothing happening within the Congress. You know, I remember as far back as 2005, I'm writing a piece about Rahul Gandhi and I sort of began with the rather obvious observation that, you know, his father used to like flying planes 
and this guy likes to fly model airplanes with a remote and this i mean at least his father was actually willing to hold on to something and run it this guy wanted the remote and it's been true over the next 10 12 years this man is not willing to step forward and take responsibility neither is he willing to step back and let somebody else take responsibility and so you yeah. have hit and the that. worst possible situation and the party is in disarray it has no power it has no there is there are no people of stature outside the gandhis the gandhis have come to a generation which is clearly not worth it politically right. and you have no people with any capacity outside so you think they are done okay we can write them off theek hai now coming to the story which we just we just we gave it i think 15 20 minutes last time so we'll only get hartosh's views on it i thought the first half had the disagreement between manisha and anand was that Ready up is corrupt and very good story. This, that, and the other. And I saw there was a confrontation between you and Archie on that. But my view was that the first half of the story that was about journalists being given cushy jobs. I thought that was a great story, robust. Madhu said, "Why didn't we do it sitting in Delhi? We should have access to this." But I guess you know we. So why did the South like website do it? But the second half of the story was there was no specific on any corruption that so and so was transferred or forty guys were transferred. From, It was just so and so says this. So and well, so says I, I said that. I think there are a lot of details that should have been filled out. These governing council names that we've come out have later. The, the reporter should have got those names out. Okay. All that is true. But you know, there is enough sourcing there for us to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And the questions are obviously when they are talking about money being transferred in certain ways. Nobody is going to come and say I did it. Fair Now enough. the question is, do I believe the magazine or not? Has the reporter done its job? We all expect that that due diligence has happened before it's been published. You know, so that is the reason that we have to believe in the editorial. No, no. Process. I was saying. I was saying that even when you do a story, it has to be based on let's say twenty transfer happened, twenty guys are transferred out of turn in this week. Sure. Here, not a single specific transfer. Not so. Like while the first half, I thought was journalistic accurate. By the See, time, there I was, are enough solutions. It was just low. Kya tha? And the example I gave was when I go to Bombay when I was you know producing shows for Discovery and Adjio. I said, why only be this? Let's do some Saas Bahu serials. And I was told to get shows, you have to give kickbacks or you have to provide favors to executives. Now I have no reason to believe that. They say यहाँ तो ऐसे ही होता है. But I can't write a story on that unless I have a specific this channel. So there was no specific. There were things that could have been followed up, which I would agree with you that editorial that there was a lax job. Yes, if you are saying group three four appointments were made, how many were made? When were they made? If ads are being issued to Hindi newspapers by people sitting in governing councils, that's very easy to check up. You exactly. can go see which ads have been issued. So I thought there was enough material for. This story shouldn't end there. I think the rest of the media, it's incumbent on them that if there are there are enough leads in the story to actually go check further, and then it comes back to the essential question because we will come to Punjab. Is let us look at AAP. They collect money legally above board. Let's look at the money they have, and let's ask the question how they fight the Punjab elections. Where is that money come from? Let's AAP, let AAP tell us where that money is coming mm. from. We know where the Akali money is coming from, the Congress money is coming from. None of it is coming from subscriptions and legal means. <laughs> yeah, but let us try and see where the AAP money is coming from. Mm. If they claim that this is not going on, they are not collecting money for elections. There is nothing underhand going on. Let them show uh, the funding that they are gathering above board mm. and show expenditure in Punjab and tally it with us. Let's travel to Punjab when. You and But I can travel together and look at our candidates and see how much spending is going on in each election. I, I take you village by village and let's also drink on their money and let's see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, we should, uh, you know, during Punjab, we should go for a daura of Punjab and see what's happening. But now coming to Urta, uh, before we come to Urta Punjab, quickly since Hartosh is in a mood, uh, do you see AAP as a as as a serious option in Punjab? I mean, what you know of Punjab politics? I think people have reached the stage where I think they are very disenchanted with the current government for good reason. 
and a lot of the people who are disenchanted or moving away from the Akalis have been people who have been traditionally very reluctant to vote for the Congress. Congress is a majburi for most people. Hmm. You know, so you are going to see AAP as a serious option for people who would otherwise have never thought of voting for the Congress. So I think on rural areas, there is certainly going to be a shift in terms of how votes are delivered in Punjab. How strong that is, I don't know. I mean, the situation can vary from a three-way split like we saw in Delhi. Nobody can form a government. None of these people are going to ally with each other in another election too. Who knows, I mean, whether the AAP wave is strong enough, I don't know. I, this is something that we'll find over the next few months. But it's you can't dismiss AAP in Punjab. It is a significant player. And before we started recording, this is what Hartosh had to say. Never has so much faith been reposed. What, what was it again? In, peop, uh, in uh, people With who so are little. capable of so little ah. because their <laughs> leadership in Punjab is just the pits. They have not one person of stature who you can respect as a person who will deliver, who you can trust to run the state and this is a major problem for they are also picking up a huge number of people who are attracted to power or the pelps of power when they see something happening hmm. Chalo, uh, no we don't we no chance you being fielded by uh, they like <laughs> I, I, are, you, are you offering me okay now we'll end with urta punjab um, let's start with you, Ishan. Uh, what do you make of it? Did you see the debates on the whole Urta Punjab fracas? Um, mm, yeah, I mean, mostly what has been on the news. Yeah. And I think I just have one problem with it, uh, which I think is out there op- in the open. That if you're given a, a certificate to a movie adult, mm-hmm. and even after that you're making cuts, then what are you trying to say that adults who can vote or drink or you know have consensual sex or whatever? are not able, cannot process all that information, all that violence or all that uh, smoking for say. Thank you, Shan, for just uh, rephrasing my entire sentence. (laughs) I've been thinking about this. I'm so glad you've been reading my pieces carefully. (laughs) It's good to know. Yeah, Yeah, so one of the pieces was that. (laughs) Dipanjana wrote a piece on that and you quoted her. How about that? Or you paraphrased her? I did not. Actually, this is just newsroom conversation. The exact things that I listed as signs of adulthood in that order. Thank you. But but Race coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Although that wasn't planned, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just think, um, uh, anyway, Dipanjana, out of all the debates you heard, what gave you hope and what disappointed you about this debate? I've stopped expecting hope from debates. Um, this is my great takeaway from watching television for the last two months. Um, the only good sign uh, that one can perhaps find in this is that the CBFC doesn't know how to count. So in the future, just throw numbers in and it'll be completely puzzled. Why do you say that? Uh, it said 13 cuts. 13, one, three. One, three cuts to the Bombay High Court saying that we just wanted 13, not That's 89. The, CA, uh, the certification board said to the Bombay High Court that yeah, we wanted the, 13 cuts. The film producers have basically gone to the Bombay High Court after uh, the CBFC said that an extensive number of cuts amounting to 89 would be required from the film. Um, at the Bombay High Court, uh, the CBFC said that we don't want 18, we just want 13. Um, of the 13, number two is to delete from the film's dialogues, signage, background, the following. Punjab, Jalandhar, Chandigarh, Amritsar, Taran Taran, a place apparently mm. like that exists. Mm. Jashanpura, Ambesar, Ludhiana and Moga. 
That's you, one. You cannot say that. Absolutely, no, no, no. that is not allowed. Taran Taran is as historical significance. No, no, this is not me oh, this is looking down saying. on the. I'm saying that. No, they spelt it. They spelt the place wrong. Yeah. They made it. They. I know the place. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um, good grief. No. So the point. Yeah. The CBFC oh, has. Achha, I will has, now quote myself. Leaving aside the minor details that CBFC has concocted a place by misspelling the actual uh, one. Taran, taran. Right okay. then. Um, but that's not that's, one. That's a list of how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine places. And these places have been mentioned more than once in the because film. Because the film is set in Punjab. And they want it also removed. They have wherever also they want the signboard that says Punjab removed from the beginning of the film. They want all cuss words removed from the film. They want to remove all mentions of election, MP, party, MLA, and Parliament. We've already passed thirteen. Exactly my point. They cannot count. Also, like I've said, I want to know what is a side portion of a sardar because that apparently needs to be deleted too. Delete the side, side portion, portion of a sardar. Side portion See. of sardar. See when you're having, when you're eating the full sardar, <laughs> that's your main course. But if your if if your main course is not a sardar, it's a Bengali, then the side piece I will have a sardar on the side. I don't know what does that mean. I mean obviously a side portion of a sardar is too large for anybody in this country to handle. That is what it comes to. And the censor board has admitted this. The <laughs> only plus side of uh, this entire debate is that some amusement has come from this order. Uh, other than that, I don't see a plus side. I think it's tremendously worrisome, frankly. Only the dog has a proper case. No dog should be called Jackie Chan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but, oh, but it, he wasn't called Jackie Chan though. His name is Jackie Chain. <laughs> but because the CBFC is super smart, they realized that Chain was for Chan and yeah. they're fighting for oh, our Chinese yeah. Hong Kong brother, wow. obviously. Man, I'm just, I, I was just shocked at, at what I saw on debates. But the one thing that the hope, I mean, enough people say what was wrong. Ashok Pandit, who's a loony in so many ways, he, Karan Johar, Anurag Basu, you know, for the first time, the film industry has grown a pair of nuts. Because otherwise, they just do not speak up. And now I'm saying everybody has. I was disappointed by Deepika Padukone's, you know, yeah, this is there, but then there's this other view that you cannot show. You know, I, it broke my heart because I love her, and I really do. But, and when I heard her say that, I said, how could you? You know, but... Uh, Amitabh Bachchan slightly uh, shifty. No, but here's the thing. But at least, at least, if not 25, eight directors got together. That's a first. But that's because it's only in the last few years, and I don't mean only Pehlaj uh, G's rule, but let's say a couple of years before that. That's since then the big films, the blockbusters, have been coming under the censor radar. Hmm. Prior to this, they really didn't. The censor board was far more important for smaller films and got uh, smaller films. Because fi big films had lobbies that exactly. could push them through. But still, but I think... Now films... it's the big films that are being attacked because uh, this censor board is not open to the same kind of lobbying uh, tactics that worked in the past. At least they're equally... Uh... No, it's just single megalomania. There's just one man whom you have to please. What do you think? No, any hope you think? I mean, the Congress has led us to this. Now the BJP is making full use of it. The man is a moron, this right. And uh, what simple fact is, you know, I think the resistance is there. People are speaking about it. Hmm. 
we must remember it's Punjab, we are not going to give in so easily. <laughs> <laughs> we defeated Jaitli, we will defeat this Pehlaj, whoever he is. <laughs> so you really identify with your Punjabi roots, huh, Artosh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Another thing that I just thought was a little um, disturbing on most channel debates was that the debate went into that is it showing Punjab in the good light or not and is this actually happening or not? And, but who is deciding that as Punjab objected, who is speaking for Punjab in this debate? Does Punjab have a problem being referred to in the movie? Who has decided there was this? There one man this? speaking on behalf of Punjab. One was Badal Sahib, he sat and said, He has a very cool way of talking like, what the fuck? There was this one guy who was an uh, officer on special duty or whatever for the Punjab government. And he was saying that Anurag Basu, Anurag Basu, hmm. Anurag Kashyap, sorry, Anurag Kashyap has, it's so he said that you are insulting the people of Punjab. I think this is something that Mr. Modi had mastered because I saw Scroll had a video of his clips after 2002 when he contested the election. Every speech was that they have an inquiry against riots. They are insulting the people of Gujarat. Now anyone does anything, you are insulting the whole people. You know? Well, I mean, it's not going to go down well if Badal actually stands up and says that showing the state as drug afflicted is an insult to Punjab, hmm. he will be booted out <laughs> because okay. that is the truth That's and everybody truth. identifies him with that problem hmm. that, that the family seems to have gained from this trade, are participants in this trade, that the trade has official sanction, that the police and write up the political administration, none of this could have happened without the participation. I Badal will not be stupid, he knows how to fight elections, he is not going to make this an issue of pride. Hmm, okay, Chalo. smart and uh, yeah anyway so I just thought that whole debate going into whether it's true, whether it shows it in the bad light is irrelevant. The whole idea of cinema is even if it's not true and even if it shows it in the bad light, you still can't stop it. That has nothing to do with anything and uh, so uh, and, and another thing that I thought was really sweet was when Pehlaj Nalani said, ha, 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 main hoon, main pyaar. So I have a song dedicated to Pehlaj Nalani at the end. Uh, but before that, uh, we'll just take one round uh, of anything that you um, think is worthy that our listeners should listen to or read uh, that you saw this week, any content. I'll just give you my recommendations. I thought a great um, piece was uh, the, an opinion piece in The Express on Muhammad Ali boxing and such, uh, Muhammad Ali and Sachin Tendulkar that how Indian sportspersons do not take a stand and while all of them will put this R.I.P. Ali, you were my, uh, my whatever inspiration and stuff Ali right, wrong, good, bad, if he believed in something he took a stand he didn't care if it was popular or not because at that time when he refused to go for the draft it was very, it was very unpopular position to take and our sportspersons, right from Sachin to everybody else and film stars say, you were my inspiration. Dude, he was not because you guys can't stand up for nothing, let's face it. I mean, they will not, you know, they will not tweet in support of any other sportsman. Neetam Bani becomes IOC chief. Sachin, oh, madam, you have done such great for country. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on, yeah. You know, so I thought that was a great piece. And very few newspapers will write that because then all Sachin fans will not read your paper. Uh, and the second piece, I thought it, it was an eye-opener. <clears throat> was in the Daily Beast, this entire Stanford rape uh, case that has made uh, headlines last week. Yeah. 
uh, it, it spoke about, of course, that particular rape, which is shocking, but it also gave an amazing statistic. Stanford had a rape every two weeks before, the, before Brock Turner was caught for the last three or four years. This is Stanford University. It has had a rape reported every two weeks. I, I, I had never heard of this. And this is a university everybody's down to get into. If here, BJP Stanford report I never heard of this. Had anyone heard of this? No, I had no idea. I'm just amazed. Anyway, so these are the two pieces I think are worth reading. Though, I mean, low. this sort of, uh, sort of sexual harassment to rape in colleges, uh, particularly, you know, roofing a girl and things mm-hmm. like that. These, are, these have been written about quite a bit in the last couple of years. I mean, there have been a lot of very active campaigns that have come out of American campuses, presumably because there are statistics like this. But, I mean, it does sort of make you realize how, uh, how different um, at least the cultures are in terms of reporting these incidents as well. Like, I mean, I refuse to believe that our campuses are completely free of these crimes sure. and incidents. But we just do not have either the support system or a culture where a woman or even a man who has been, uh, you know, through an experience like this can just come out and report it. And it's, uh, it's yes. appalling. Um, Ishan, anything you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Mm, I'm reading Rana Ayub. <laughs> the book? So would you recommend that it? That is a very good recommendation. Yeah. Okay. So that. Uh, PC enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I, there was something I would suggest it is something the media should follow up. I, Yesterday, Brinda Grover at the launch in the Bombay thing said something which needs to be checked up that Ujjwal Nigam has actually submitted an application in court hmm. saying that uh, none of the Headley testimony that was held hmm. was evidence for the Bombay blast case. Okay, it is. Which means that we had this staged show with Ujjwal Nigam asking leading questions basically to build up public opinion about other cases if it was not relevant for the Bombay Blast case why was everybody picking up and talking of the Ishrat Jahan case he was deposing for the Bombay Blast it's not evidence for the Bombay Blast case it is literally a stage show theatre setup to build public opinion once again divert from the reality of the Ishrat encounter to talk about whether Ishrat was a terrorist or not all these things are being used and played by the media and the government deliberately to create a certain climate so that the reality of the cases is being buried under the hype about whether she was a terrorist or not. Either way, you cannot take her and kill her off. But that's not the question we are discussing. It becomes again about... about And this is evidence that is not admissible in court of law, what Hadley said. But yet it was played up. It is played up by the same mainstream media that wants to see Rana Ayub's tapes. Hmm. Okay. There, the admissibility of evidence is not a question, suddenly. (laughs) Right. Um, okay, um, so we'll just wind up. Before I do, I would just like to play these two stings. They've come from Aditya, Rakheja and Anik Datta. Uh, thank you, Aditya and Anik. Uh, we had put out a call last week that we'd like a, a sting composed for our podcast. And instead of you know paying a music director, we said, why don't our listeners, who are all very talented uh, people, uh, why don't one of you or two of you... Uh, you know, just just compose one. So this is what was sent to us. Here's one. So it has a like like postmodern kind of thing. The other one has a more postmodern Indian kind of yeah, thing. going up, happening. 
I, I, it just sounds cool for art. It's very postmodern feel. Basically, मैं तो ऐसे ही क्या बल्सा मैं तो अंदर सा art अगर समझ ना आए बोलो बड़ा postmodern type feel है तो मैं वही कह देता बढ़िया काम है बढ़िया 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 the second one is this this has more Indian feel uh, it's it's quite nice. I feel we need to dance with this. And there has to be some flowers being strewn around us. There's an Indian feel. I think we can tweak it a bit. So you know, we'll get back to you, Aditya and Anik. We like both. I think we can tweak them a bit and start using them, and then your name will go in all uh, the podcasts where this thing is used. Thank you guys very much. Again, free, isn't it? Sada the moderate free. We are there. There is paid media. We were for the longest time unpaid media. Now finally, thodi. Investment idea. We want to create a model that we can show works, and I'm telling you, it will work. We just need some time and need the support of our subscribers and people like you who come we for free, free and don't even eat peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> and sorry, one more thing that I thought was a very good interview is RBI Governor's interview of Barkhada, which which Hartosh uh, <laughs> will never watch because he doesn't watch any TV, <laughs> and you think Barkhada is a completely discredited journalist. Um, But I, I, I don't think. I mean, we can argue that out, but that's a little another conversation. <laughs> we will have a conversation on that because I think our interviewing skills are probably the best uh, out of all the television journalists. So, and a very poker face, Hartosh Nord. Simi Garibal had great interviewing skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, on that note, we'd like to end, and I'd like to end by dedicating this song uh, from Mr. Pahlaj Nehlani to all you haters. Who keep calling him Modi ka chamcha and Modi this, Modi that? You guys say what you want. This is what Pehlaj Nehlani thinks of your opinion. Mohabbat ki ki ki, mohabbat ki ki ki, zamane se bagavat ki, zamana kar le ab kuch bhi. Ji ha ji, mohabbat ki ki ki. That's all we have on the hafta. Thanks, Hartosh, for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Ishan. Thank, thank you, you Dipanjana. Thank, thank you, our you. subscribers, and thank you for writing in. Do subscribe. Click on I pay to keep news free. You must support independent media because only then can you get news that will be for the public interest, will be in public interest and not in corporate or government interest. Follow us on Twitter, message us on Facebook, and email us with your comments or suggestions to contact at newslaundry.com. And if you want to chip in and buy us audio equipment. Uh, I just told you what it, what we need, and we'll just get a system together where all of you can get together and send it to us. Thank you all. Goodbye. Good luck. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on NewsDonry dot com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.